Welcome to the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast with your host, Ed Burkeen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever and wherever you may be listening to us, you have your ears locked into the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. My name is Ed Burkeen. I am your host for these festivities, and joining me as always, he is the muscle of the podcast, future social media champion, and our benefactor, and the voice of all of Southeast Asia, he is the one, the only, Jaime. What's up, wrestling fans? Who's got my money? <laughs> you got ours. And also joining me, he is my arch nemesis, my tag team partner, and my very best friend. You know him from all around the internet and the pool halls of Baltimore, but you can only find his wrestling stuff right here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Johnny Bonanos. What's up, wrestling fans? Who's got my money? All right, guys, we've been teasing the show for a couple of weeks. This is our official SummerSlam and NXT preview. Guys, SummerSlam's on Saturday. Not a Sunday for the first time in history. NXT is taking a Sunday spot. It's going to be a great weekend. But before we get to there, we're going to start this show how we start every show. And that is with our one big thing. Daniel, give me something. It's clobbering time. Or is it? We might find out Friday. 10 p.m. Ooh, interesting. Jaime, what you have? John Cena, Roman Reigns, back at it again. That Their promo was fire. It had a CM Punk reference. It had a. Can we call him Dean Ambrose? Should we call him John Moxley? He mentioned he was mentioned as Ambrose, so. It yeah, they're, not gonna mention, they're not going to mention him as, I think as that's, Mox. I think that's Roman. That I think that's seen as revenge for Roman referencing Alex Riley back in the day, back when they first went at it. Well, they also had a Nikki Bella breakup with John Cena reference too. That, that one was kind of uh, that was kind of a shock, if you ask me. I mean. The WWE's getting more and more edgy, and I'm here for it. But my one big thing, I told you so. I told you so, Daniel. I told you so. Because Christian beat Kenny Omega. He is the Impact Champion. And I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. All is right in the world again. I told you so. I told you so. Anyway, I told you so. Let's move along. Let's do this weekend backward. Let's start with TakeOver 36. And we have a pretty decent card here. Uh, Walter, the darling of the UK, is going to take on Ilya Dragunov. Dan, talk to me. Uh, This should be a good match. Two powerhouses. Dragunov is a really good... I mean, he's a really good wrestler in the UK. I haven't seen much of his stuff lately. Haven't really been that in tune with the UK scene. But from what I remember, this should be a uh, this should be a clobber in time. Okay, Jaime, give me a pick. I'm going with Ilya Dragunov here. Okay, Daniel, who do you got? 
Walter, Walter. I think I'm going to agree with Dan here, but uh, I'm with I'm with you on this. I just haven't seen enough. I'm going by name recognition only. So let's go there. Hi, May. Let's talk about L.A. Knight and Cameron Grimes for the million dollar belt, where if Cameron Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase is L.A. Knight's butler. Now, I think this match is pretty obvious, but I want to hear your take. Go. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, Teddy Biasi is not, not going to be a butler at this point in his career. But L.A. Knight could pull off being that obnoxious butler if he ends up being a butler. So I'm going with Grimes here as much as I'm a fan of L.A. Knight. Daniel, give me a pick. Uh, yeah, I agree with Jaime. That makes... Cameron Grimes, three for three, which means L.A. Knight's going to win this match. Let's move along. Daniel Raquel will defend her NXT Women's Championship against Dakota Kai, who debuted a new look on Tuesday. Break it down for me. I want to see Dakota Kai win this match so bad. Um, she's just been in the scene, but I, I was listening to a po- I was listening to another podcast. Uh, Cheater. That Tyler Breeze was on. And... Um, I think she might always be the bridesmaid, so I'm going to go with Raquel. You're going to go with Raquel. Hi, May. Well, because if Dakota Kai wins the belt, if she wins the championship, it's going to be an underdog story. And she's not the baby face in the story. So I'm going with Raquel as well. Well, I'm going with Dakota Kai simply for the fact we can't all agree on everything. Let's see. Hi, May. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, you're both are going to tell me about this one. It's a three stages of hell match. Could this be Adam Cole's last match in the WWE? Yes. Could this be Kyle O'Reilly's last match in the WWE? No. Kyle O'Reilly wins this match. Adam Cole, this is Adam Cole's swan song. Um, He had a hell of a run. I think he goes to AEW with Britt Baker. I may. I was supposed to say that, but uh, I'm envisioning some thank you Adams after the match, after a hard fought match. I won't, I won't even be surprised if there's a curtain call after this. I am gonna go. I mean, I don't want to agree with you guys, but I am, but for a different reason. I think they've kept it under wraps. I think Adam Cole stays. It's gonna be a two to one in the three stages of hell. O'Reilly wins the match. They do the swan song like Jaime said. And then Adam Cole will appear on the Raw after SummerSlam to challenge Karrion Cross Because Karrion Cross is getting called up as well. Which leads us into our final match. Karrion Cross, Samoa Joe. Daniel, does Samoa Joe become the first ever three-time NXT champion? Yes, he does. And he stays in NXT for the rest of his time. In the WWE under their umbrella. Hi, May. Give me something. Yeah, as much as I'd like Karrion Cross to say undefeated, he he was already defeated, and I think he met his match with Samoa Joe storyline wise. Like Samoa Joe can go toe to toe with him, so this is he's met his match. He's losing the belt. All right, just to recap. Uh, we're all in agreement on Cross and Joe. We're 
pretty much all in agreement. Oh, we are all in agreement on Cameron Grimes beating LA Knight, and we're all in agreement on Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly beating Adam Cole. So you know what this means, right? Everything's going to be the complete opposite. All right. <laughs> That's our NXT stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see on Sunday. Is it weird for anybody else that takeovers on Sunday and SummerSlams on a Saturday? I think they've accepted the fact that TakeOver is going to be the better show of the weekend, despite SummerSlam being the biggest party of the summer. Jaime, this is the second biggest WWE pay-per-view on the calendar. This isn't weird for you? Um, I think, uh, no. Dan? So thing. I'm not sure. I, I have I have some friends that are going to SummerSlam, and, and I don't quite understand. Uh, I don't quite understand why it's on a Saturday. Maybe they're just trying something different. I even looked up because it's in Vegas, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or am I completely? Wrong? I do believe it is. Yeah. So like, I even looked it up to see if the Raiders played Sunday night, and they don't. Um. So. I mean, um, is it possible a Saturday night in Vegas is a lot better than a Sunday night in Vegas? I mean, think about it. More people are bound to show up because it's a Saturday night in Las Vegas. I would actually think the opposite. Really? I mean, if I'm in Vegas on a Saturday, that's when I'm... What, you're going to go see Britney Spears? Um... <laughs> No, I'm I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go play poker. I'm gonna go see Circuit de Soul maybe. I mean I I don't know. I think maybe they're just trying something different. Fair enough. Now I want to ask you guys before we move along. I've heard a rumor. Now I watched a video on YouTube and I can't remember what show it was, but they interviewed CM Punk, and they asked him straight up, "Are you gonna be in Chicago?" Uh, on Friday, and he said, well, let me check my calendar. I'm supposed to do a watch-along for the third episode of Heels at some theater in Chicago. If that is true, and we know Punk has had a thing where he likes to put out misdirection. Say he does that watch-along. Now, what if he doesn't show up on Rampage on Friday, which would be a huge miss for Tony Khan, and he shows up at SummerSlam on Saturday. I don't see him ever returning to the WWE. Just if saying. If Hogan it, can return, if Hogan can return, why can't Punk return? Yeah, if Bischoff can show up, if Ultimate Warrior can come back, if Kevin Nash and Scott Hall are welcome back with open arms, never say never. Everybody I'm telling you, this is what home. I see. I don't, I don't see that happening. Uh, Everybody I think, I think comes Punk's home. pride gets in the way, and I think the only way Punk ever makes an appearance on WWE television again, not in a Fox studio, is when he goes into the Hall of Fame as he should. Just saying, everybody comes home. We we always thought AJ Styles would never be in the WWE, and Samoa Joe would never be in the WWE, Bobby Roode would never be, Eric Young would never be, all these TNA guys 
came. You know, after the stuff that went down with the Warrior, no way he's returning. He did. Hulk Hogan was just ran down the WWE for six years, came back. Hall and Nash got sued by the WWE, came back. Eric Bischoff wanted to fight Vince McMahon in a shoot, and he came back. Just Dixie Carter worked with the WWE. Just saying. Jim I hear Barry. you, but I don't see you. Okay. Just like John Cena, I guess. But, you know, John Cena is going to be a 17-time champion, so you can't see me. Uh, let's move along. But before we move along, I am very happy to announce, to to do this. I sat down with mean Mark Lincoln, who you may know as Marcus Twist, from the RSW. And we talked a little bit about his career, and we talked about VaultCon. You're going to hear that interview right now. So we'll be back in about five minutes. All right, we're going to take this time away from the show so I can interview a good buddy of mine, mean Mark Lincoln, the man behind VaultCon, and one of the best professional wrestlers around. What's up, Marky Mark? Hey, how's it going, man? All right, so talk to me. How's the professional wrestling scene treating you? It has been insane. Lots of lots of bookings all over, up and down the East Coast. Uh, super, super, super busy. Now, if fans want to check out what Mean Mark has in store for them, where can they find you? Uh, I'm my moniker is uh, on Facebook under Marcus Twist. That's my gimmick name. And then um, there's plenty of stuff actually linked right through the Game Vault page on where Facebook. Is, also, where is your next booking at? Uh, I will be in Mannington, West Virginia, on the 22nd. That's a Sunday. All right, fantastic. Now let's talk about something near and dear to my heart. I know it's near and dear to yours, VaultCon. How did this all get started? Um, well, everything got started about the same way my wrestling career got started. It was kind of an accident. Um, we through contacts ended up meeting Virgil and having him come in for uh for an auction or two, and then we kind of formed like a strong working relationship with Virgil and uh Bill who's like my partner in crime went up to uh a big WrestleCon in Baltimore and networked with Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine and uh Demolition and I mean like we actually talked to Ted DiBiase a lot so that that was kind of how it all got started he asked like hey man you want to you want to do this? Want to bring wrestling con to to Uniontown? I was like, absolutely, sure. So I mean, we just kind of got cracking on it. Got a bunch of vendors selling a bunch of our products, having a bunch of other people come and sell what they have. I mean, like, yeah, there's gonna be food trucks, and supposedly there's gonna be beer. It's gonna be crazy. <laughs> and All right. um, yeah, I we definitely want to continue the trend afterwards. As long as everything goes well, I have a whole bunch of uh guys lined up for the next one well fantastic and for those of you that may not have listened to the caps lock to chair shots podcast in the last i don't know three months 
what we're talking about is VoltCon. That comes to you September 4th from the Game Vault in Uniontown, Pennsylvania. You're going to be able to find Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You're going to be able to find Virgil, Demolition, Axe and Smash, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and so much more. You're going to be able to beat Mark Lincoln and the men behind Game Vault. There's going to be games, prizes, maybe some beer. We don't know. And you're going to get all this stuff at the Game Vault, Uniontown, Pennsylvania, September 4th. That's the Saturday before Labor Day. Ask for Mark. He'll hook you up. Mark, it's been a absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I've been wanting to get you on for a long time. We're going to have to get you on for you to talk more about your career and to talk about professional wrestling. One more thing before you go. SummerSlam is Saturday. NXT is Sunday. What's one match you're looking forward to? I'm really excited to see uh, John Cena go up against Roman Reigns. Who's your pick? Uh, John Cena. All right. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Lincoln picking John Cena. Now, are you going to be on the auction this week? Uh, we're actually pushing back auctions until after VaultCon. So we won't be doing another live auction until after September, probably the end of September. Well, there you go. Now, for those of you that may not know about this, Game Vault hosts an auction every Saturday live on Facebook, or every Sunday, excuse me, live on Facebook where you'll be able to interact with the guys at the Game Vault, and they're going to be able to talk to you and talk you into buying some amazing gear, Funko Pops games, whatever else they have. Mark does a great job with that. Mark, what is your uh, moniker again? Uh, it's Marcus Twist on Facebook. I, I also have a pro wrestling tees shop, too. Well, there you go. Still waiting on my T-shirt, by the way, there, bud. Oh, hey, man, you got to come to a show. I'll, I'll give it to you right there on the spot. Well, you know, I'll uh, I'll maybe grace you with my presence someday. All right. Thanks, Mark, for being with us. That's Marcus Twist. What uh, what company can they find you at? Uh, Real Shoot Wrestling is uh, the easiest one to find me at, and I will actually be working at Mega Pro Wrestling in October. So that's something to look out for. Both, both uh, federations are down in West Virginia. All right. There you go. Be sure to check out Mark Mannington this coming Sunday. That's Marcus Twist. Go out there, look him up on Pro Wrestling Tees, and as always, look up VoltCon. September 4th, Saturday before Labor Day, Uniontown, PA, at the Game Vault. Ask for Mark. He'll be there. He'll hook you up. Mark, thank you for uh, thank you for being here, and anytime you want to come on, just let us know. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. All right, once again, thank you, Marcus Twist, a.k.a. me, Mark Lincoln, for coming on the show and doing that interview with me. Be sure to check out VoltCon September 4th. Let's move on to SummerSlam, gents. And I did a deep dive into SummerSlam. A deep, deep, deep dive into SummerSlam. Now, I'm going to give you guys some interesting facts. Now, these facts can also be found on Tribune Sports, which will be putting out one of these every night at 11 p.m. Eastern time to give you a little bit about the biggest party of the summer. Now, let's start off. John Cena has a match this week, this weekend, excuse me, and he is going for his, this will be his 15th match overall. Can either of you guys tell me how many wins John Cena has at the biggest party of the summer, at SummerSlam? He has... Without looking. No. That is incorrect. Two. You think two wins out of 15 matches, Jaime? No, no, no. Just kidding. 
I think he lost two. No, he's actually five and nine. Ooh. He is five and nine at SummerSlam. Let's talk about the WWE Championship. It has been defended 32 times. Jaime, tell me how many times the WWF, the WWE, or the Undisputed Championship has been changed at SummerSlam. In other words, how many times has there been a new champion? Every time. Are you serious? Hmm, wait. I can't recall. <laughs> you know you're the history buff here. Dan, give me a number. Take a guess. Uh, let's go with 20. Seven. Seven times. Out of 32 times, there has been a title change on the main belt in the WWE. Seven times. Now, wrestlers have lost matches. Make no mistake. But John Cena has lost three of those belts at SummerSlam. Daniel hmm. Bryan lost it. Stone Cold Steve Austin has lost it. And I can't remember the other two off the top of my head. Let's move on to another one. Jeff Hardy has yet to win at SummerSlam. Daniel, how many losses does the Charismatic Enigma have? Seven, without looking. Just a guess. I may. Ten. Six. Jeff Hardy is 0 and 6. You guys really suck at this. Who has the most wins in SummerSlam history? Give me a number, fellas. Just shout her out. Give you a number of who has the most wins? Or the name. Name man number. Give me a name and number. Taker. With how many? Eight. Jaime? Brock Lesnar, five. Dan, you were so close. It is The Undertaker. He has ten wins. On the current card, who has the most wins? So people that will be participating on Saturday, who has the most wins and how many? Anybody? Hmm, I'm, I'm, you got to give us time to think here, dog. This is rapid fire. We got stuff to do. Orton Roman seven. Reigns. Orton seven is incorrect. How many, Jaime, with Roman Reigns? It doesn't matter. You're wrong, too. It's Edge. He has eight wins. He could have number nine. All right, gentlemen. Last one. With an appearance this year, this wrestler will tie The Undertaker for the most appearances in summer slam history this includes pre-shows too so this is somebody on the current card just give me the wrestler Jaime Ray Mysterio no Daniel Randy Orton Randy Orton is correct he will tie the Undertaker and I gotta double check this here but I believe 16 appearances so there you have it gents those are our SummerSlam stats Let's move on to the card. As of right now, given the fact that AJ and almost will be taking on RK, bro, we now have, oh, darn, let me count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches. The Intercontinental Championship, will, we'll, we're going to find out who's taking on um, Shinsuke Nakamura, whether it be Apollo Crews, maybe even Baron Corbin. Maybe we're going to get a multi-man thing, which makes sense because we don't have a multi-person match yet. So let's break down this card. Uh, so the tag team matches are decided. Everything but the Intercontinental Championship is pretty much decided. So 
Let's start with what I think is going to be on the pre-show. The Raw Tag Team Titles, AJ and Almost versus RK Bro. Let's There's no go. way that's on the pre-show. No way that's on the pre-show. Who else is going to be on the pre-show? That's going to open the show, probably. What else is going to be on the pre-show? Sheamus and Priest? Yep. Usos versus Ray and Dominic. Okay, let's start both with Sheamus those, and Priest then. I think both of those would be pre-show matches. Fine, let's start there. Sheamus and Priest, who you got? Priest. Actually, I have it mistyped here. There is another match on there. So you think Damian Priest is going to take down Sheamus? Yep. I think it's his time. Okay. Jaime, who do you got? Sheamus. Why? Not just yet. It's Damian Priest is going to have his time, but not just yet. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start this how we started the NXT preview. I'm gonna agree with Dan. I think that Sheamus has kind of run his course there. I just I don't buy Sheamus as this smarmy face masked face wearing guy. It's not him. This is not what makes him good. You know, I just I don't buy it. So I think I'm gonna go with Priest as well. Sheamus has always been a transitional guy for, for, well, to, to, to elevate others. He's also always been a badass, too. So, but I don't Sheamus, know. Sheamus winning this one's not going to hurt Priest. Though, I do think it Priest winning this does set up something with The Miz and Morrison, because I think that, that, uh, that relationship's on the rocks. So more and honestly, I could see Miz and Morrison interfering here to give Sheamus the victory. And okay, I can see that. that. I can that see if Sheamus is winning, it's not going to be clean. Agreed. All right, let's go on. Jaime, talk to me about the Usos defending their championships against the Mysterios. It's going to be a show stealer. You know really? how the Usos perform. You know how you know how the Usos in the New Day stole the pre-show. Like it was the best match on a SummerSlam card. It it could possibly happen again. I'm glad you brought up the New Day because during the Miz and Morrison's promo backstage, where the Miz basically patched up his relationship with Morrison, you had the New Day in the background, and it was really hard to pay attention to Miz and Morrison while they were, the New Day was doing their antics saying, buy our shirts and whatnot. Those guys don't have to be in a match to be entertaining, and I I love it. Daniel, give me your take. Uh, the New Day wins this. The New Day comes out with three championship belts uh, at this event. The New Day is not even in this match. They're still going to win it. Give me a realistic take, would you? Big E's going to cash in <laughs> for, the for the tag titles. titles. Yeah, okay. <laughs> AJ and Almas. It's not even the right match. Usos and Mysterios, doofus. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm all over the place. Jesus, I you're going to have to edit that one. Oh, no, 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 no. This is staying in because you're a doofus. Who do you got? Oh, the Mysterios. You think it's the Mysterios? Why? Because I think the royal family loses everything. Interesting. I may make your pick. I'm going with the Usos here. 
Okay. Uh, why? I'm yeah, still thinking. Why? So I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm still thinking that there's got to be a point where Ray and Dominic's going to have that father and son feud. Like if WWE history or wrestling history in general indicates, families always have feuds. Hmm. They have yet to have their feud. This might be it. Hmm. Ray letting Dominic down or the other way around. But no, it's Dominic who's gotta gotta turn heel if this feud happens. Hmm. I would say I want this end in want this to end in a no contest because I don't want either of these to lose. Because honestly I could see this match a hundred times and be okay with it. Um I'm gonna go with a no contest. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with neither. It's gonna end in a double countout. They're gonna feud to the back or something, or something's gonna happen, or Ray's gonna get injured, and Dominic's gonna go on a singles run, or kayfabe injured. I'm gonna say neither here, and it's gonna piss people off. This will be the second match on the pre-show, and people are gonna go into the to the beginning of the show angry, and I think it's it may be downhill from there until we get toward the big matches at the end. Uh, let's move along. That's such a Jaime answer. It's going to end in a no contest. Oh, bullshit. Jaime, Jaime wouldn't give us an answer. I gave you an answer. This is different. Let's talk about the Raw Tag Team titles. Daniel. The New Day. Sleep. Ah. I think it's going to be AJ and Amos because we're going to see uh, RK Bro end for show. Okay, so you're... All right, fair enough. Jaime, who do you have? Yeah, that, that, that's what I was going to say. Orton always turns on his partner. This is the you know, time. I love these moments. I do. You're both are wrong, and let me tell you why. Exactly. Correct. The buildup has been so good for this. I don't see eight. AJ and almost can lose this and still be fine on the strength of almost. But I think I I honestly think this is where this is where RK Bro needs to be. For one, it will give credibility to Matt Riddle. It all has credibility already, but okay. Not, not in Vince's eyes. I, I don't believe this will validate everything he's done for the last month and a half. And them two holding the titles. I think the pop would be there to, to maybe make, make what just happened in the SmackDown championship or SmackDown tag titles. I think that may, that may be their attempt to try to bring the crowd back. So I'm going with RK, bro. Let's talk about a match I'm not excited for, but I should be. Jinder Mahal and Drew McIntyre were probably going to get Shanky and that other guy. Jaime. Oh, Jaime. I say Botchmania. Ooh, so who wins? I'm giving this to Drew. You think Drew? Why? Yeah, there's there's no way Jinder's 
going to be that relevant enough to win against Drew McIntyre. Like, even if he would, that would mean a title shot for him. And I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon or anytime ever again. Okay. Uh, Dan, answer me this. Will we see Heath Slater? Absolutely this, not. This, he signed would, to a different company. Shut but, your mouth. This would be the perfect time. I'm what not even inter- I'm not even entertaining he, this. What company is he signed to? He signed to Impact. I mean, the forbidden door has fallen. I'm not even entertaining this. Who do you have winning? Uh, gender. Why? I think it's time for him. Uh, I think it's time for him to get that get that show. Get this show on the road. Okay. I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to agree with you under nefarious circumstances. And I'm going to say that Jinder wins. And then afterward, it will be an epic beatdown by Drew McIntyre. Or Jinder wins because somebody else has returned to set up a feud with him. I don't know who it could be. I don't know. I don't want to speculate on who it could be. But I think that this feud ends here. Jinder gets the win to go over to move on to something better. Maybe challenge for the U.S., maybe go after something else. I have a wild idea. Oh, no. SummerSlam's happening before NXT, so no, no, no. That wild idea's not going to work. Enlighten me. What? Just enlighten me. What What was it? Adam Cole debuted on NXT attacking Drew McIntyre. Hmm. So. What I mean, if it, it, it happens again? It could still happen. And then even if, if that, SummerSlam happens before NXT. Well, it. I mean, it's not if it is going to happen, but that would make the O'Reilly Adam Cole the goodbye match. And then you would get the appreciation. It, it makes a big splash. It literally checks all the boxes. I don't think that's a wild idea, Jaime. I, I think that's possible. Dan, what do you think? I think you both are absolutely insane. These are some of the most ludicrous things I've ever heard. And I'm speaking really? to my management really? about this, the these way are the most... that you two are talking. I did these... not sign up to be involved Dan, in this just shut type up. of bullshit. I, 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 just shut up. This is the worst thing you've ever heard on this show? Really? Really? Yeah, not the worst. Really? Thing, uh, I've really? Heard worse, so. Really? Really? Let's move along. Nikki, almost a superhero, is going to take on Charlotte and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Daniel, is this almost a superhero gimmick working for you? No. Does she win? Not even close. Uh, Does she win? Yeah. I don't think they're ready to take the title off of her. So uh, I definitely think that she wins here. But it's rough. This is rough to to be watching. If I'm being honest, I, I, I miss I miss the old Nikki, the unhinged sanity Nikki, or the yeah, yes, okay. I miss sanity Nikki. I guess I should have been a little bit more specific there. Jaime, I know you're a fan of Rhea Ripley. Does she take on the belt here? No, I'm going with Bailey Bootleg here. You think she returns to take the belt? Coming from Raw to SmackDown, 
without any recourse or reason, she just shows up and takes the belt, even though she's not in the match. And no, 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 I said Bailey Bootleg. That's Nikki Ash. Like she's oh, the gimmick that Bailey okay. used to be. Oh, uh, okay, that I like that. I, I kind of like that one, Bailey Bootleg. I kind of like that. Come on, you gotta admit that was pretty good. It was, it was. I'll, I'll give you credit for that, especially since it confused me. Um, I want to go with Rhea here because you can't have her not win so many times and still be credible. I want to go with Charlotte here because her, what she's doing now, being, for lack of a better term, a dick, doesn't necessarily work for her without the belt. Nikki's probably going to win this because they want to keep this going and they don't have that overly positive female presence to sell merchandise for all the little girls. So I think Nikki gets this, but I don't want it to happen. I don't. Let's move along. Lashley will defend his WWE championship against Goldberg. Jaime, why is Goldberg going to lose? Why is he going to win? I won't be surprised if this becomes a Goldberg squash match. Just like he did with Brock Lesnar. Really? Yeah, I won't be surprised. Are you picking Goldberg here? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with Jaime. It's going to have a shocker moment. Yep, it's going to be a shocker moment. It's going to be... The beginning of the downfall for MVP and Lashley. And uh, I think this is, you know, I I think we see a big E cash in. So I think if Goldberg wins, we see it there. Or unless they're going, or unless they've renewed his contract and we don't know about it yet. Or I also see, you know, big E cashing in on the other title match. I, okay. I, I have. I don't know. I just had this feeling that Goldberg win. Vince okay. loves to put the title on part timers. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I need official picks here, fellas. Who do you got, Dan? Goldberg. I may. No. I get to say it again. You both are wrong, and let me tell you why. Goldberg's contract's up, and I know what Dan said, and they're valid points. And I get that a cash-in could be done here, but I think the cash-in comes in somewhere else. If it happens, I'm going to go with Lashley for the simple fact it gives him, if possible, even more credibility. And, I I mean, I don't think the match is going to be a 15-minute classic, but I see... This Goldberg match doesn't go over 10 minutes. This match doesn't go over 5 minutes. Um... But I think we'll see Goldberg again, win or if they go back to Saudi Arabia, although that region's kind of mm, touchy to go back to. Um, Yeah, I just think Lashley's going to win here. And then you get the almighty Lashley saying the Alexander the Great line, which I love that there is a video out there that Paul Heyman did. And I I think he was talking about Brock Lesnar. He could have been talking about somebody else. Where he said, and Alex looked over the kingdom and wept because he had no more lands to conquer. And you're going to see something like that for Bobby Lashley. I don't know who challenges him after that. Maybe Cena loses 
and Cena goes over to Raw because Raw needs ratings. Maybe it's something along those lines. Maybe Orton loses and it's him. Maybe Hulk Hogan comes back. I don't know, but I see Lashley going over here. Let's talk about a match that I'm excited for. Are you guys excited to see Bianca defend her title against Sasha Banks? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm excited for that match. Jaime, I'll let you go. Yeah, that's a few that that's a long time coming, and I think the belt has gone stale on Bianca, and it's gonna be fresh if it returns to Sasha Banks. But I really wish that Sasha acts more like a boss if she holds the belt. Like she she's the boss, but she wrestles like an underdog. That's the reason why Vince says that Sasha only goes one way. Okay, Daniel. Um, so I'm extremely excited that we're not going to agree on this one. I don't think the belt is stale on Bianca at all. I think she keeps holding this title. She's a baby face, similar to what Ed said. A lot of their big baby faces, a lot of their former big baby faces, there isn't much for a female to look up to. And I think Bianca is that for the person. Um, I think they want to go with that same way they're going with uh, Nikki. I think that this Bianca wins this match. I think we see this match a couple more times, too. Okay, fair enough. Now, I know we do this all the time. Um, and we've said it here a few times. There is a female that has teased a return here recently, many times. And she could be coming back at any time. And she has history with Sasha. What if, what if Becky Lynch comes back, feuds with Sasha that frees Bianca Belair up to team or to go up against Carmella or, or Selena Vega or anybody else that comes in. And then you have Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch going at it. And you have the, the SmackDown women's title freed up for another feud there. And that will take us into WrestleMania because Sasha and Becky can be a long feud that can take us into WrestleMania where Sasha loses at mania to go back to film the next season of the Mandalorian or a new movie or cause she's, she's going to Hollywood. She is a big star now because of the Mandalorian and Beck, it, it give Becky the huge return that we said could happen three or four times during the show. So I'm going to go with Bianca, but once again, nefarious circumstances because of a return costing her the match. Plausible? Plausible. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I'll agree slightly with you on that. Jaime, talk to me. Edge versus Seth Rollins. Now, a little bit of something pretty interesting here. Can anybody tell me what Seth Rollins' record is here? Seth Rollins' record in SummerSlam? At SummerSlam, yes. I'll take a swing at it. Isn't Uh, he undefeated? Six and four. Uh, Let's see here. Jaime, what do you got? Isn't, Isn't Rollins undefeated at SummerSlam? He is not. He is six and one with a managerial appearance. So there you have that. But yes, he is six and one. How about Edge's record? Anybody got that one off the top of their heads? 
eight yes. wins because you said that earlier, and I have no idea. Maybe like three losses. Hi, May. Eight and four. Eight and two. So these two by far are rank really high on the uh, wins losses spectrum here. So this match is going to be brutal. And I think this not only has the potential, but is going to be the match of the night. I think this is one everybody's looking forward to. I think this is one that, I mean, I know I'm personally excited for. And I always use the Anna meter because Anna watches wrestling with me from time to time. And she knows a little bit about the stuff. If she's excited for a match, I know it's probably going to be pretty good. And she's she wants to see this. She's been a fan of Edge since the TLC days, and she wants to see it. So I know it's going to be good. Jaime, who wins this match and why? I'm going with Edge here because I'm also thinking about the possibility of Edge clawing back to the title picture for one last hurrah at the title. Okay. So I'm going with Edge here. It's the first step. Daniel. I'm going with Edge as well. Um, I feel like it's kind of a no-brainer in a sense. Why? um, Very similar to what Jaime said. I I think Edge didn't come back to not make a title run. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Seth here. And let me tell you why. Uh, They write Edge off the TV for a while. Why? He's old. Okay, and he so gets that, why write him off when he, he came when he that, signed a full time contract? I mean, if he signed a full time contract, great for him. Seth needs his victory to keep up his momentum because you got to remember, Seth is a main event star that is nowhere near the main event picture. Yes, he was close, and yes, Edge cost him the uh, the money in the bank match. That's that's true, or the the spot in the money in the bank match, and that's what caused this whole thing. But I think Seth needs this win more than Edge does. So Seth wins. Edge takes some time off because, you know, even if he is 100% fully healthy because of his neck, he is still in his 40s. He's going to need some time every once in a while to heal. So they write Edge off due to what Seth is going to do to him. And then Edge comes back Survivor Series to be a shocking entrant for the SmackDown team or the team against Seth, who may be a captain. Maybe he goes to Raw and that continues, or he comes back at the Royal Rumble for another shocking return to come back from a a knee injury, which is what their kayfabe going to say. And he comes back and there's going to be another huge pop. He's one of the final four in the Rumble. He just gets eliminated by Seth, who got eliminated early. This feud continues. They have a rematch at WrestleMania. It's a way to prolong a feud without ending it and making it last more than six months without getting too tired of it. Seth goes over here. Final, Final match of the night, which I believe will go on as the main event. Dan, we're going to see Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman, and maybe the Usos, defend his, what is it, the Universal, right? The Universal Championship against John Cena. So tell me about it. 
Uh, I think this is probably going to be one of the best matches we've ever seen these two put together technically. Um, it's not the first time we'll see it. Probably not the last. I think Cena comes out on top here. Maybe to be upset by a, I don't know, a Big E to come take that title away. I'm intrigued. We have a lot of the same thinking here. Jaime, what you got? You know, why is nobody eliminating the fact that Big E can have an unsuccessful cash-in? There is no way in hell that Big E does not cash in successfully. He, I, I, I can't even fathom the fact that I had to say that. He can I'm still win the Rumble. Honest. Like, if There's you're talking no about title he opportunities, has... he can still win the Rumble. And... No, go on. I'm, I want to hear this argument, Dan. There's no way he has an unsuccessful cash-in. Let's be honest. Part of the reason why I think Lashley loses is because a with which I, I might get some, some flack for this. Um, I think part of that is because Big E has the, be- has the, the, the briefcase. They can take the belt off of an African-American and put a belt on a different African-American. I don't see that not happening, especially with the way that today's society is, and they talk about racial di- racial diversity. If you okay. remember correctly, not that long ago, the WWE was getting a lot of flack about there not being enough African American champions. Interesting. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're right, and we kind of have the same dichotomy with the SmackDown Women's Championship as well. Uh, right, but like. That's why I, I can see Sasha winning that match in a sense. I don't believe she will, but I can see it. Like, and it all, it also plays into the NXT Women's Championship match as well. With a minority holding that belt, will they take it off of a minority? And we can go with Karrion Cross and Samoa Joe that fits into. Uh, Sheamus and Damian Priest. I mean, the I Raw just, tag team titles. I just don't you see them taking that belt. I just don't Hi, see them taking that bat off. So are you taking Cena or Reigns there, bud? I've always taken Cena since we started talking about this potential match. So still okay. still staying firm, Cena. Daniel, was Cena for you as well? It is Cena for me, yes. Like I said earlier, I think the royal family loses everything. Okay, Jaime, are you calling a uh, cash in here, or does Cena get number 17 and actually hold the belt for a for a minute cena gets number 17 and holds the belt until wrestlemania wow okay i am very i i mean also one other thing i want to mention before we move on let's not forget okay well i'm just kind of i'm kind of stuck on this still Let's not forget the fact that the Money in the Bank briefcase was kind of made a mockery of the last year with Otis holding it and it sort of being a joke. Um, uh, I disagree, but go on. So I, I don't see I don't see them doing something like that again to where the original winner is going to lose that belt. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Um, I like where your head's at, Dan. I do. But let me 
and, and I honestly, I like where Jaime's at as well because, and I think I just changed my pick. I think I just talked myself out of it. I think I'm going to go with Roman here, and then Biggie cashes in, but Biggie loses because of the Usos. Now Biggie and Roman have their have their feud over the fact that the Usos cost them out of the belt. And then Big E needs somebody to counteract the Usos. He calls on some friends. Now, New Day is back in the picture. The Mysterios are in there as well. Now we have three tag teams with that stake the claim. You get the you know mutual respect between the Mysterios and New Day. Dominic turns on Ray in that championship match at the next pay-per-view. That feud continues. New Day versus the family. Now you got SmackDown matches for days. New Day chases another tag team championship. Big E chases Roman Reigns because it is always better for television to have the babyface chase the title. So you have the New Day in the family. You have the Mysterios eventually going head to head. Ray Ray would go out on his back. Then Dominic would ride that to maybe an intercontinental match down the road, maybe something at WrestleMania where then Ray comes out and they have their family moment. And that's your WrestleMania feel good moment. I think that's possible. Not to mention you could also, that could be a build into a SummerSlam match where you have the new day plus maybe Cena and edge versus Rome versus the family and Seth Rollins and somebody else. And then, you get the whole shield kind of nostalgia pop right there. I think that is entirely possible that there isn't a cash in. So I'm going to pick Roman here officially, but I want to see Cena win 17 and Big E cash in on him there because that New Day stuff still applies later on when they take the title back off of Big E and at the next pay-per-view because of the Usos and blah, 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 everything I just said. I think both are possible. I'm going to go with Roman because it feels right, but I really want Cena to win here. Does that make sense to you guys? I know I, I know I threw a lot in there. Does it make sense? I, I guess so. I don't know. I think you guys are both idiots. Well, I mean, we knew that going in. All right. There is one other match that I guess we can expect, be, mainly because it's not on the card. And just to give you guys a heads up, the Intercontinental Championship match is the second most defended match or the second most defended title in SummerSlam history. In fact, in 1988, in the first ever SummerSlam match, it was the only title that changed hands. And it was the only title that changed hands in 1989. And both times, the Ultimate Warrior won the Intercontinental Championship. He won it from Honky Tonk Man the first time in 88. And then in 89, he won it from Rick Rude. And then if you want to go another year in 1990, Kerry Von Erich defeated the Intercontinental Champion, Mr. Perfect Bobby Heenan, to win the Intercontinental Championship. In 1991, Bret Hart defeated Mr. Perfect to win the Intercontinental Championship. There is a theme here, folks. But in 1992, there was no Intercontinental Championship match. I stand corrected. There was. It was the main event of the pay-per-view. And the British Bulldog defended and and defeated Bret Hart to retain the Intercontinental Championship. 
1993, Shawn Michaels, with the help of Diesel, defeated Mr. Perfect via countout to retain his Intercontinental Championship. In 1994, Diesel, with Shawn Michaels, lost his Intercontinental Championship to Razor Ramon, who had Walter Payton of the Chicago Bears in his corner. So there you have it. The first Chicago Bear from that 85 championship team to appear in wrestling was not Steve Mongo McMichael. It was Walter Payton. So how about that for a lesson from today's show? 1995, Shawn Michaels defeated Razor Ramon to retain the Intercontinental Championship. 1996, don't, or let's see, where am I at? 96, there was no Intercontinental Championship match. So how do you like that? 1997, Stone Cold defeated Owen Hart at SummerSlam to win the Intercontinental Championship. 1998, Triple H with China defeated The Rock with Mark Henry to win the Intercontinental Championship. And in 1999, the Intercontinental Championship and the European Championship were on the line when Jeff Jarrett won them both and defeated D'Lo Brown. Do you guys want me to go into the 2000s? No, you're good. Thank you. All right. So we know Shinsuke Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion. Who is he going to challenge? Will it be Apollo Crews? Will it be Baron Corbin or maybe Finn Balor? Will it be somebody else? Daniel, we're going to see this match. It's going to be announced on Friday. Who's it going to be? Baron Corbin. Why? Because that's such a good view. You think? No, I absolutely hate it, if I'm being completely honest. But I feel like it's, it's what's going to happen. It sounds like a WWE thing to do. Hi, May. It's going to be Apollo. But Baron Corbin's going to have a cameo in that match. He's going to cost Shinsuke the title. Now, there is something we haven't talked about, and it pertains to both Baron Corbin and the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now, we've seen something like this before. Corbin needs money. He is technically in possession of the money in the bank briefcase. Now, we know it's not a thing, but is it possible? Is it possible? Since everybody has a price for the million dollar man. And this could just be a just random backstage segment at SummerSlam that he buys the money in the bank ladder match contract briefcase, whatever. And then tries to give it to Cameron Grimes. And then we see Adam, what what is his name? The the guy that's in charge of Raw? Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. Thank you. Former NWA champion, which honestly I should have known, but it kind of shocked me when I found out the other day. Uh, we see him come in and be like, are you serious? Give me the briefcase. Biggie, come here, grab it, whatever. 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 That, I mean, I could see that being a, like a, a palate cleanser between the gender and Nikki match. I mean, it makes sense, right? It's a, it's a very WWE thing to do. Right? Or, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 th- I think you're losing me. I, I think you're losing yourself a little bit mentally as well. Or um, straight up, LA Knight buys the briefcase. I'll trade Nobody's you the buying the damn briefcase, guys. I'm telling you, it makes too much sense not to do it. Nobody's doing it. He's going to cash it in by literally trying to cash it in at a bank. Maybe you see that this Friday. 
where Corbin goes to a bank and be like, I'm cashing this in. This ain't worth anything to us, but I'm cashing it in. I need the money. Or he tries to sell it and then Big E attacks him and takes the briefcase back. This is why I hate my life. I'm just saying. Tell me that wouldn't be on a SmackDown. Tell me that doesn't make sense to be on a SmackDown. Because it does. It absolutely does because it furthers that storyline. And how much have you slept today? Not very much at all. Okay. All right. Starting to so, more sense now. Jaime said Apollo. Dan, who's going to face Nakamura? You Baron going with Corbin. Apollo as well? Baron Corbin? Okay. I, I, I don't know, and honestly, I could care less. I'll go with Cruz, but I don't know. So we'll see about that. We've made our official picks. Is there anything you guys think else is going to happen on SmackDown before we close out the show? Or SmackDown or SummerSlam? Anything else Uh, you guys think is going to happen? Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Oh, another okay. interesting match. Yeah, I I've done forgot about that. Let's hey, I do have there. one question. I do have one question. Hold on, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Daniel. Okay. I'm if that if that match were to happen, who who wins it? I'm not even answering that. You know my answer. Yes, I know. You you're a fanboy for Alexa. I just wanted to make sure. Hi, May. Tell me about it. It does Alexa roll here? Yeah, Alexa's going to win. Why? Because I have a reason. Because she's Alexa, and Eva Marie, she hasn't wrestled officially yet, right? No, she has. She's had some tag team stuff. Oh, tag team stuff. Okay. So, it's going to be Eva Marie finding another excuse not to wrestle the match, and then something mysterious happens, then all of a sudden we see Eva Marie lying down in the ring or counted out. Uh-huh. Some weird stuff. Weird stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. I agree with you, but not with your premise. Okay. Alexa's gonna win because, and honestly, I could see this being a tag team match between Alexa and the doll versus Dewdrop and Eva Marie. And then Dewdrop turns on on Eva after the slap and the whole she's got mind that doll's got mind control powers. Dewdrop turns on Eve, Eva Marie, beats what the if, hell out of her, and then what if that'll turn her. No, they wouldn't do that. That's especially since they've teased it with Dewdrop doing it. And Dan, I know you hate her being called that, but. <laughs> She turns on Eva, which would which would make Dewdrop a huge face because everybody hates Eva Marie. I think that's I think that's more plausible than anything else. You want to call me an idiot, Dan, now, or you want to wait till later? I'll wait till later. I'll wait till we're over. I feel like I've done that enough so far. Sister Dewdrop. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I mean, ah, uh, they probably should make it Sister Do. Sister Do, yeah. I, I think we'll that call her sister. We'll call her Sister Doomy. I don't live in West Virginia, asshole. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we've all made our official picks. Dan, do you think anything is going to happen at SummerSlam that we have not covered? No. Maybe a surprise return, but don't ask Any... me. You know. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, indeed. All right. 
Let's wrap up this show how we wrap up every show, and that's with our what to watch for. Jaime, what you got? Well, there's a UFC event coming up. So it's Jared Cannonier versus Kelvin Gastelum. So I do top, not know top, those names. Yeah, but they're top contenders in the middleweight division. So it's going to be an interesting match for fight fans. And Fair is this Gastelum's first fight back since suspension? Yeah, it is. Wow. All right. Daniel, give me something that we did not talk about that maybe we should have. Not necessarily on this show, but on an upcoming show. Um, Eric Bledsoe goes to the Clippers from the Grizzlies for Patrick Beverly, Rajon Rondo, and uh, I believe one other. Not 100% yes. sure. Yes, there was, was one other. I um, Honestly, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know it was a three for one. So... What we can come to uh, agree to is that the Grizzlies will be a playoff contending, championship contending team uh, within the next three years, simply because the Suns and the Bucks, he played for both of those teams and they were in the NBA championship. So we can we can just assume that the Grizzlies will be there sooner than later at this point. That came out of your mouth and you want to say, I'm stupid. Hey, the Grizzlies have good young talent in Ja, Jaren. I talked to somebody who is an NBA insider for Tribune Sports, which, by the way, you can find all my stuff at. Well, um, a lot of my wrestling stuff, including those infographics I mentioned earlier. But he said this is pretty much names for names just to sell merch. Do you agree with that? I don't disagree with that. It's a way to get. I mean, I don't think Bledsoe is a good point guard. I don't at all. I've said this since the time that the Bucks traded for him from the Suns. I don't think he's a good point guard. I think that this may make the Clippers worse because you're trading away Patrick Beverly, which is one of the best defensive pests in the league. I don't know if this makes the Clippers better unless it gives them a ton of salary relief, which I haven't looked into, honestly, because football season is coming up. Absolutely. And by the way, speaking of football season, speaking of football season, the players to be named later just did our second show. It was our baseball playoff preview. We have also done an NFL pre-preview talking about what happened before training camp. We're going to do another football preview right before the season starts, September 7th. First game is September 9th. You'll be able to find that everywhere you find the Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast. You're also going to be able to find that on our website, which we're going to be announcing here sooner rather than later that we may or may not be relaunching. Stay tuned for that on everywhere you can get this. We're going to put all that information out. But my parting shot happens tonight. And that is the labors of Jericho will be concluded. MJF versus Chris Jericho on Dynamite tonight. I'm going to be watching. It's one of my favorite storylines, despite the death match with Nick Gage. I'm excited for this. I wanted to ask this question to you guys before we signed off. Is the labors of Jericho greater than, equal to, or less than Roman Reigns versus John Cena? Which storyline's better? Reigns Cena. Still going with Reigns and Cena. Really? Yeah. Is it because of the promos and the names? Yeah. The promos, the names. I mean... We're talking about a flagship show in WWE, AEW still on the come up. And I feel like this is the first time we're seeing Reigns, Cena, 
as face heel, where we've kind of seen this storyline with MJF and Cody Rhodes about a year ago at this point. Okay, I see that. But, I mean, you guys are wrong. MJF is the best heel in, in professional wrestling, with Roman Reigns being a very close second. The labors of Jericho, I mean, it's just, it's so good. And, I mean, while I don't necessarily agree with some of the choices, they're kind of ludicrous, especially tonight where there's no Judas anything, where they take Jericho's entrance theme, which the fans singing Judas on my mind are Judas in my mind or Judas up my mind or whatever it's called. It's one of the greatest entrances going today. He's taken away the Judas elbow, which honestly I'm not impressed with. I thought the code breaker was a better move for Jericho. Um, taking away all of that. It's not a way I would blow off the feud. So then do the fans sing Judas in my mind on his way out tonight? And they, MJF says he, you lose it, the match. The fans lost you the match. And then Tony Khan comes out later on in the show and says, this match will happen on our debut show of Rampage. Except Rampage debuted last week. Oh, you're right. But they do have they do have a marketing thing for the next uh, Rampage on Friday. I can't remember what it's called off the life of me, and we don't have enough time because the show is ending. But yes, um, I don't think so. I think we actually see this match, but I think afterwards that happens where Jericho does wind up beating MJF and then MJF says, no, 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 no. You lost this match. The second they started singing it, I said, you couldn't have that. And given the fact that the AEW already released the lyrics on their Twitter account, encouraging people to sing along. I think this is an entirely strong possibility that this happens. And then we do see it on the next rampage because it's going to be a big marketed show in Chicago. And I think maybe we see, uh, you know, it's, We've talked enough about Rampage and about CM Punk coming back. But yes, I, I completely agree with you, Dan. I think that is entirely possible. But let's get this stuff out of the way. We already talked to me and Mark Lincoln, a.k.a. Marcus Twist, about VaultCon and about his stuff. We're going to be talking to him later on. That'll be a full-length feature interview in an upcoming show. Maybe not next week, but maybe the week after. The Players to be Named Later podcast has just released a new episode where we preview the MLB playoffs. Tune into that wherever you hear my voice right now. You're going to be able to hear me and Dan then. We got a watch-along coming up. We're going to do the final two matches of ECW's Barely Legal, their first ever pay-per-view in 1997. So stay tuned for that. That's coming next week. You're also going to get another Caps Locks and Chair Shots podcast where we are going to do our post-SummerSlam preview. We're going to talk about if anybody has returned, whether it be Saturday, Sunday, or maybe even Friday. And we're going to be pretty AEW heavy because we're going to recap Rampage and Dynamite from this week. A lot of stuff coming at you in the next couple of weeks. You're going to get another watch along. You're going to get another Players to be Named Later show. You're going to get a bunch of stuff. Stay tuned wherever you can hear my voice. Do you guys got anything else going on? All right, that's a no because silence means nothing. All right, guys, we'd like to thank you all for listening. And as always, if you're not down with the Caps, Socks, and Jerry Shots podcast, I got two words for you. Keep listening.